From the Texapa studio in beautiful Buda, Texas, this is the Texas Asphalt Pavement Association podcast. Okay, welcome everybody to our very first Texas Asphalt Pavement Association podcast. I am Emily Adams. I'm the Director of Marketing here at TechSapa, and I have with me our Executive Vice President, Mr. Harold Mullen. Hello. And uh, our Director of en- Engineering and Technology, Mr. Jim Warren. Howdy, howdy. And uh, we are going to discuss a few things today and hopefully be able to do some deep dives into some topics that are near and dear to our hearts, and hopefully we'll also uh, provide you guys with some value. We anticipate uh, some good entertainment as y'all are driving down the road and uh, hopefully reinforcing our wonderful industry and our association and what we're doing to support it. Sounds good. So uh, just to get kind of started here, uh, what is this? What are we doing here? Why are we doing this podcast? Hey, great uh, great concept, number one. And uh, I don't know exactly why we're doing it, but uh, I think it's going to be one of the greatest things that we can do is to c- continue our communication process. That, that's what we're doing is we're talking about uh, industry opportunities, industry challenges, and things that we can do as individuals, as a collective group, to make our industry better and make our industry stronger and uh, also make our partnership even better with all of our partners that we have out there. That's kind of my concept of what the podcast might be. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I just, I think having this venue where people don't have to be tied to a computer, um, tied to their desktop or, or watching their phone, they can, they can drive uninter- uninterrupted or they can be working out uh, or sitting on the back patio having a cold one after work and they can catch up and see uh, what's going on in the industry. Uh, I just think it's a great opportunity to, uh, to, to like, like you said earlier, take a deep dive into some of these topics and get into some more detail in a venue that we just haven't explored before. So I'm excited about it. Definitely. Well, we had talked earlier about uh, continuity and uh, how you can leave a podcast and come back to it at a later date and, and pick up. So we know everyone's really, really busy, and this is just one way we can we can work around your schedule, so to speak. So just diving right in. You know, uh, I just, I just want to say, you know, uh, in our industry, we all stay on the road a lot, right? We, we all drive. We uh, love to be on that smooth asphalt pavement out there. And I just want to let everybody know that we still want everybody to keep their eyes on the road, two hands on the wheel, paying attention to everything, watching your speed. Because I've noticed when I listen to different podcasts, if they're kind of a little exciting or if they're a little upbeat, I look down and I'm doing a lot faster than what I should be doing. So, you know, Harold, they do have this thing called cruise control. You oh. can just set it and forget it. <laughs> wow. And, and you just take that take that lead foot out and just back it off just a touch and you're good to go, brother. Well, thanks for your advice. I look for that new technology. How about that? I I think it's even on your new truck. We'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll have Corey find it for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I just want to throw that in. If podcast causes speeding, then you must listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Jim, what about you? You listen to any podcasts? I do. Uh, um, a couple um, f- good friends of mine from from Tallahassee that run the range. There, they've got one every week that they that they put out, and I, I listen to a lot of audible books. And uh, when I'm traveling right now, I don't have much of a commute, um, but I'll, I'll plug it in. And I'll, like you said, I'll, I'll listen to part of it and then I'll stop when I get to work. And when I get back out, I'll plug it back in. And I was like, OK, that's yeah, that's where I was. And I just I, it's like talking to an old friend. 
you just kind of you pick it up and you keep going. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a I, I, it's a real valuable use of the time in the vehicle. Um, certainly, you can listen to music, you can chill out, you can do all that sort of stuff. But for anybody who spends a lot of time in the vehicle, and I know everybody in this industry does, I think this is this may just be a good, another good opportunity. And a good opportunity for connection. And speaking of connection, uh, we all had the opportunity to connect uh, a couple of weeks ago at our membership meeting. We we went uh, we kind of went ahead of the times a little bit. Uh, we knew we were being safe. We did everything we could to be safe, but we decided to hold our membership meeting in person. And uh, ironically, we ran into a little speed bump with that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, we, He's sitting we, right across from me. <laughs> we, we unfortunately had a valued member of the staff uh, come down with COVID uh, the, literally the day before the meeting. So, Harold, do you want to tell us what happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, why is everybody looking at me? Um, man. Uh, yeah, we were looking so forward, as a staff, we were looking yeah. so forward to seeing all of our members at the membership meeting, our our leadership had guided us to, to have a face-to-face meeting, and we were all excited. And doggone it, you're exactly right. I mean, I I came down with COVID. I tested positive Friday before we were supposed to go down there. So, uh, what a terrible ordeal it has been. But in an overabundance of caution, uh, our leadership said, "Well, you know what? Uh, the entire staff has been exposed here. We don't know how long, mm-hmm. where, and all those type of things. But let's just be super cautious, and let's uh, let's ask the staff to stay back. And uh, you know, we're going to have some other staff members to step up in our leadership. We're, we're going to step up, and that's exactly what happened. And what a beautiful, great partnering story of everybody coming together to pull off a meeting with over 200 people there uh, face-to-face these days. So I just want to say thank you so much to uh, to Craig Odom, our president, to Gino Carrier, our past president. Those two guys really just uh, came to the forefront to make sure it was totally successful, which it was. And I just want to thank Corey Swartz and Kelly Moffel. Uh, they, they really came to, came to the forefront. Uh, they stood up. They did everything they needed to do to make sure from a staff's perspective uh, it was successful too. So, uh, yeah, what what a crazy time. We're all just so excited. We want to be there, and boom, the terrible thing hit. Yeah, but, uh, we were packing. We had everything <laughs> packed up. We were packing stuff up Friday afternoon, and all of a sudden – there's a staff meeting in the conference room, ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, uh-oh, yeah, that's not that's good. never good. <laughs> no. But the good news is, is everybody, everybody, at least on this side, we went and all got tested. Yep. And we all tested negative. Yep. And uh, so, you know, that fortunately, you know, even though you had it, mm-hmm. and, and we were in proximity with each other that week, so fortunately it didn't give to us. So we appreciate that. So. Yeah, uh, d- uh, definitely. You know, Jim is just crazy that uh, that Thursday we did a, a Tick's Apple Live. Yeah, and uh, we were, you and I we were, were right in this in room together. <laughs> yeah, we were right there, with the door you know? shut. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know how how the other staff. You know, it's just one of those random things, and, yeah. and we never know how COVID is going to affect anything. But you know, I, I think I had COVID nineteen, twenty, and twenty one. I think I had enough <laughs> for all of us. So, uh, I, <laughs> sounded I, like it. Yeah, and, and thank thank the Lord it's over with and everything's good there. But yeah, it's just crazy how it only affected. You know me as a from mm-hmm. positive perspective, and everybody else was negative. So, uh, yeah. but yeah, crazy times. Crazy and your time. family too. Your family was all good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, my wife uh, Kara. Everybody knows her. She uh, she does such a great job of uh, taking care of me. Number one, to begin with. But then when when I was sick and I was just scared to death, she would get it, and she never did. She was negative the whole time. 
Thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Good deal. So and Good deal. Absolutely. And, and yeah, I echo your sentiments. Uh, Corey and Kelly really just really just stepped up and, and we, we did work very hard pre-meeting to make sure that our members and, and all the attendees would be safe. And according to the pictures, you know, we were running mission control back in our quarantine. But according <laughs> to the pictures, everybody uh, socially distanced and was safe. And I'm, I'm real proud of everybody, both the attendees and the folks that helped the meeting come off. For, for maintaining the safety. You, you know, Emily, that's a, that's a great point, our membership. You know, we've always said we've got the greatest membership in, in the world in our association, and we do. But that's another thing is that they came not knowing exactly what to expect, not knowing what they're going to have to go through, how, you know, what, what issues come up. And our membership was totally patient, understanding. Uh, they just wanted to see each other, Jim. Yeah, I, absolutely. I think more than I mean, anything, people have been... been, been cobbled up for so long it's we all the meetings that we normally would have here uh and you know in, even in the fall the fall meeting was canceled too so um you know it's i think just people wanted to get out and i think when, didn't we have you know didn't we sell out the golf yeah golf tournament yeah the the winter classic the second annual winter classic was a uh, a sellout yeah. you're exactly right raised more money for our scholarship program awesome. than we've ever raised through a golf tournament like that That's so great. uh thank you so much to the uh to the committee that uh was i know uh ryan brown ryan Ryan Pryor. Ryan Pryor. Yep. Uh, the Ryans. Yeah, the Ryans. In, in the middle of it as well as others. But, uh, yes, uh, good good point. The uh, golf tournament was sold out. We had well over 200 people for the meeting itself. We sold out all the exhibit booths. Another indication, I think, that people just want to get out and see Yeah, and I talked to a couple of exhibitors, and they said, you know, they had good traffic, and they were they were glad to be there. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's, that's, that's awesome. So I just want to say thank you to our membership yeah. once again yeah. for being understanding, for having that positive attitude attitude and uh, making everything successful for Tech Sapa. Good deal. Deal. Yeah, exactly. And um, yeah, and we had some great technical content. Our TechStop partners were willing to zoom in. They're still on a travel ban, but we had the, the great opportunity and the technical know-how to be able to get those guys uh, in, in the sessions and delivering content. Yeah, the, the, the hotel stepped up because I mean, we were going to do a lot of that <laughs> stuff ourselves. And then, you know, we spent a lot of time on, on the phone with the with the AV department at the hotel and they stepped up and Corey stepped up and uh, we did a lot of stuff on the fly. Um, but apparently it looked good on the other end, which is which is what's important because that's that's only what that's what counts. So, um, you know, we, we did a lot of stuff with the awards breakfast with Jenna's videos. Uh, playing those, and I heard that went over real well. So I think, uh, you know, a lot of the stuff that we had in place worked, and the stuff that we didn't have in place, we adapted, you know. And exactly. we, we uh, you know, you, you, you adapt, you multiply, you, you, you modify, you, you improvise, and you do all that sort of stuff. And uh, so we ended up having a few more people zoom in. I think Chuck zoomed in, and I zoomed in and uh, for some of the technical sessions. But... Uh, uh, and that, that was a little weird, you know, kind of doing that where you really can't see the audience, but uh, seemed to go seemed to go pretty well, at least from what I heard. So, absolutely, and and y'all bring up a good point about our our textile partners. Holy cow, they come through again as always. Every mm -hmm. time we ask uh, something for from our textile partners, they jump on it, and they didn't know what to expect. I mean, we had never had a Zoom meeting like that where they were going to be brought in, and how that would go with the interaction and those type of things. And I just want to say thank you to all of our partners. I did yeah. a super job because, like you, Jim, I heard it not only looked great and went off good, but it, the content was absolutely 
outstanding and learned a lot from it. So uh, thanks to, to all of our speakers, but especially mm -hmm. our partners. And all that content is online. And speaking of online, we have uh, something else online that involves our TechStop partners and Mr. Jim Warren here, which is our Asphalt Inspector Education. There you go. And uh, that is that a lot of us have been forced online this year due to COVID, but this is a, an online situation that's really due more to Jim's vision and, and what he wanted this learning scenario to be. So Jim, tell us a little bit about what is this Inspector Asphalt Education and uh, what's the format and the purpose? Well, you know, I think as Harold has said before, you know, and I think you'll probably say it again. I mean, you know, part of the part of the the, the effort of Texapa is education. I think any any associations, uh, one of their missions and goals is to help educate. And uh, uh, I've spent most of my career in the education side of the association world. Even though I'd ran an association for a long time, I was still really involved in the education side. I wasn't involved in the education side. At, at when I worked for NAPA, the National Asphalt Pavement Association, I wrote the the NHI construction course, which is that and content is still being used <laughs> 25, 30 years later. And you were on the I, cutting edge I back then. I still <laughs> see some of those slides out there. I go, hey, I took that slide. So you know, it that that just it goes to show that, that we need to do that. It's a continuum. We got people coming in and out of the industry all the time. New people are coming in. People are moving up. They're moving out of the position where they need to be or where they are. Uh, they move from an inspector, you know, they may move, move into a supervisor position or, you know, a contractor's person may start on a, sh a shovel or a loot, work their way to the back end of the paver, drive the paver. All of a sudden they're a foreman, then they're a superintendent, you know, and they move up. And so you got to constantly have people coming in behind it. And it's a, you know, there's a lot of things about asphalt that, that need to be talked about. And one of the things that we're talking about in this course, this is a, one of four courses that were, that actually I was brought on to do, um, <laughs> and I, uh, to do. And we're gonna we're gonna do an engineering course, an inspectors course, a plant course, and a production course. Different lengths, different different obviously audiences. Um, but after some discussions last year, we said, okay, we we got to pick one, and we talked to our partners, and they said, we need the inspector course. So we've been working with, uh, with TechStot, and we've had some good, good help from them. And the original goal was to have this be a classroom. These are all going to be classroom, in-place, in in-person classrooms, um, hands-on kind of stuff, um, uh, interactive type of activities. Uh, but when COVID hit, hit last year, uh, you know, obviously it put everything for a loop. And so we had to do a lot of regrouping and rethinking and um, took some ideas. Um, John Epps was uh, integral with, with a lot of discussions with John and, and others. And uh, we came up with this idea, ultimately with this idea. We pared down the multiple day inspector course into a multiple online day program. And so what we've come up with is a series of six lectures, if you will, uh, Zoom uh, lecture calls, uh, twice a week for three weeks. Right now we're doing Monday and Wednesday for uh, for three weeks. We just started uh, our February course um, this, this past week and uh, have finished the second lecture on Wednesday. Yeah. And, and Jim, let me just let me just interject for a minute. Is that, you know, what makes this this whole class so great is just what you're describing. This class was not developed in a tunnel. 
Oh, you know, no. th- th- this was not no. something you just said, okay, here's what we have to do. Here's You, you had inventive ideas. You had new thoughts. You, you put joint committees together mm-hmm. uh, of textile as well as, as industry uh, people. You had several, several committees. You got input from EPS. I know you got input from other people throughout the country. Yeah. And, and that's what I think has really led to an innovative class, uh, uh, innovative course that's going to be uh, – Helpful, educational, and fun for the people to go through. Because I know there's there you have put in new interaction segments in there. Mm-hmm. There's new tools and technology that's being developed for that. And I, I think by incorporating all those partners together to come to, to put that together, I think that's what's going to make it such a huge huge success. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) It's better. better. (laughs) It better work. Um, But, you know, go ahead, Emma. Well, let's back up and and say we we had these different courses we wanted. We started with the inspectors. Why why the inspectors? Well, I I think what I just said earlier was is there's so much turnover. And, I mean, how many tons were laid last year in Texas? Uh, 20 million went through TxDOT site manager system. Just, just through TxDOT. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, the volume of mix that it went through indicates how the size of the program. And whenever you got a TxDOT job, you got to have a TxDOT inspector on that job. And so those folk, and we're running, we were running at crazy rates this past year. Um, we've had a number of members, they were having record production months. And so there's a lot of mix happening, a lot of mix going down. And we want to make sure we put the right mix in the right place, you know, and right come back in the right <laughs> way. And uh, so there's a lot of detail that a lot of responsibility placed on these inspectors. And, and our goal is to is make sure that they understand what they need to know. And then they understand, you know, their roles and their responsibilities, and they're really uh, amped up. And we, we're, we're spending a lot of time just talking about communication through the whole process. So they understand that it's not a matter of just not a matter of just writing down how much tons were laid. It's a matter of talking to the contractor throughout the day, throughout the shift, day, night, whatever. Um, so if, if they see something that's right, they should say something. Hey, that's great. That's good-looking asphalt, you yeah. know. I said uh, we asked. I, I, we, the first class, we talked about that. I said, and I asked one of the guys who was on the Zoom call. I said, "What would you think if you went up to the crew that you were working with and you went up and you said, guys, that's the best asphalt I've ever seen? What do you think they would respond?'" And he, and he goes, "They'd be pretty happy. They'd probably want to do a better job." And I'm going. There you go. go. You know, so that communication does go both ways. And so these are the kinds of things that we're trying to work out through this program. So, again, we're doing it online twice a week for three weeks. We're using what's called a learning management system, which is an online program where the folks go to access the materials. We're posting up... um, uh, the this, this the the electronic version of the slides at the end of the end of the the, the presentation. We're also putting up homework, homework, homework. Yeah, homework. <laughs> what we're, a concept. Yeah, what a concept. But we're we're trying to, and it's not hard. I mean, the the first homework was go take a picture of a job and and submit it. Did Chuck pass that? Uh, yeah, he did. He did. He did pass that part. Um, How many pictures did he submit? He, he, I only asked for one. He submitted one, and it was a good picture. So uh, Chuck did a great job. Um, Chuck's been a great resource. Chuck's sure. been an, 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 an invaluable asset to to me in this process. 
as a sounding board and said, Chuck, what if we did this? What if we did that? And he was, and he goes, yeah, we could do that. And then and, and, and what if you did that? And so it's always, this has really been a collaborative effort. We've had a great response. We interviewed uh, four or five different inspectors, senior inspectors, TxDOT senior inspectors and one consultant inspector, just asking them questions. Mm-hmm. And they have been also invaluable, uh, giving us feedback to how to direct uh, the energy of the course and what we're doing, and 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 so far a week into it, two classes into it, um, we're we're I think we're getting there. Um, guys, still got a lot of work to do. I got to do homework for Monday, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I, I think I think we're we're getting there. So again, two classes a week for three weeks. So there's six classes plus homework. We're asking them questions throughout the program. We are using PowerPoint, but I'm trying to be responsible in my use of PowerPoint. So we're adding videos in, and we're stopping a lot. You know, a lot of times, if you, sometimes you go to a class, you just get a, this constant stream of, of, of fire hose of information, and you never get a chance to take a breath and, and, and swallow it. And so what we're trying to do with this is, is go a little bit and stop and do a check. Are you tracking? You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of my word for this course is, are you tracking? Are, are you understanding where we're going? And we'll ask a question. Well, what did we just cover there? What does that mean to you? What, and, or we'll show them a picture of a, of a project and say, what does this look like? What are you seeing here on the roadway? And so we're, we're engaging, Getting disengaging, feedback, re-engaging, right? and it's not, just, it's not just a constant stream. We're trying to mix it up a little bit because people don't have a long attention span. I don't. You know, and you know we're doing a we're doing a two hour session with a break in between, mm-hmm. but by breaking it up, I think a little bit, it gives it a little bit better. Uh, it's 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 more, you can eat it a little, you can absorb it a little bit better. Yeah, my. I'm just you were talking about uh, we're using Zoom. Yeah. And one of the things you were saying is class size is limited, so you can get all of the folks on the screen at once. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we could do. I mean, we could make it 50 people or 60 people or or whatever, and just do like a big conference kind of thing. But to me, there's from a from an inspector an instructor standpoint, someone who's trying to get something across. If I can't see somebody's eyes, it's hard for me to teach. It's really like on the conference when we were just teaching, when we were talking, I couldn't see anybody. All I could see was my monitor. Um, but when I can see people's eyes, I can tell when I need to stop. I can tell when they're getting it. I can tell when they're not getting it. And so that gives me as an instructor an opportunity to say, okay, I think it may have, may have, I may have gone over this a little bit too quickly. Let's back up. Mm-hmm. Let's re-engage. Let's let's cover this again because maybe this one aspect. This is something you guys really need to know. And if you don't know that, then there's you know we're wasting time. And I just don't want to try to rush to get through the materials. I want to make sure people are kicking, picking it up along along the way. You know, in GM Plus, you've you've built in some new tools there. I know there's interaction with the phones and those type yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. It's not new. I mean, it's been around a while, but but again, trying to integrate it. Um, we're using a, a Poll Everywhere, which is a polling software. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they are, you know, it, it's another piece of software that they may be, they may be on their computer, but they'll have this on their phone. So every once in a while, we'll stop and we'll give them a, a ask them a question. And it'll pop up on their phone, and they'll have choices to make. Or sometimes they'll, at the beginning of the second session on Wednesday, we just had an open-ended question. I said, give me one thing that you got out of Monday. 
and so we started getting in communication and and plans and and all these different things and the way that word cloud thing works is when they see the word more some of the words start popping up and they become bigger and they come in different shapes and sizes on the on the thing and by god they they picked up a lot of the stuff that we wanted to cover on on the on the previous session and now i'm going to add that on every session as as a thing so some of this stuff honestly we're working it as we go if we see something that works we're going to add it in so we're adjusting the course as we move down the road and stuff that's not working we're going to slide that to the side um and uh, and do that but we are calling on we're calling names and i know that makes some people nervous but you know if you think your name's going to get called, you might just pay a little bit more attention. <laughs> I believe so. It's true. Well, it's a requirement for them to have their camera on. Yeah, yeah, that was a that was a big one. We still got uh, one or two guys that, you know, they got a company computer or something like that or that. But he said he's going to have his 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 uh, webcam on. So we only ask a couple things. One, you attend the sessions, and that shouldn't be a big haul. Okay. Two, you do the homework. Okay. Three, you participate in the discussions, mm-hmm. okay, and that includes the poll EV and and all that other kind of stuff. And four, you're you're there. You got a webcam and you're active. And if you do that sort of stuff, then I can see you. You can see me. You can see each other. And you, you know, Jim, you're right. That's not a lot of ask, right there. No, I mean, that's no. not very tough no. uh, it's criteria. It's not a big there. ask. Well, uh, and especially another very interesting aspect of this course, from from my perspective, is. When you say you give homework, it's not a worksheet they have to download. They're not writing a paper. They're not downloading yeah. uh, PDFs, binders. You talked about how you had all these. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't give me my ideas. Yeah. Well, you talked about well, you talked about how when when you moved here from Florida, which yeah. you did just about a year ago, yeah. you you ended up throwing away a ton of course material that you'd received. And that's what's interesting about this course is that we are using this online tool. All the information is available online to the to the uh, participants yep. for up to a year after they take the course. Yeah, and that that, that yeah. Thank you for bringing that up because that's a. That's a that's a change, you know. I'm mean, mm-hmm. Harold. You've been a lot of courses in your years. I have yep. been, and, and like I said, you know, when I left Florida, I had an office full of stuff. I had boxes of three ring binders of things that I'd been to, that I had never looked at after I left that program. Mm-hmm. You know, and if I had to go find it, I I'm not going to go look through all that stuff. Okay, but by the ability of having it in an area where you've already been a whole bunch of times. You're comfortable going to it. It's like going to YouTube, okay? Mm-hmm. But here we're, we've actually controlled where the material is. Uh, obviously, we don't want to just put it out there for everybody because then no one will come to the course. Um, and we have put a little bit of time and effort into it. So, we, you know, it's it's our stuff. So we want to we try to do that. So, But by having it there and having it accessible, you know, I think that the thing that the thing that amazed me watching it on – Watching the pro, watching the students or the participants on Wednesday, and even watch, working with a guy yesterday on his thing, he says, you know, I look at them and they they can see me, but I can also look at them. I see them. I look at the backgrounds. Okay, he's in the office. She's in the office. Uh, he's at home. I think. Um, you know, those are in the office. And it's like, wait a second, that's a steering wheel. This guy's in his truck. He's on the he's on the job. Okay, he's on the job and he's listening to the course. Wow. Okay, and we talked about this earlier, Emily. You know, in the education world, sometimes you talk about just-in-time training. 
You know, yeah. and, and, and in, the, in the asphalt industry, there's a lot of training that's done in the winter up north. Okay, down, to, you know, in the south, you work year-round. Um, but in the north, they shut down for three or four months, you know. And when they come back, and then they do the training, and then they, three months later, they start up and say, how come you guys, we did you, we trained you. How come you didn't remember anything? <laughs> well, you know, you know, proximity is important, and time is important. And if you don't have that opportunity to do that, um, you're never, you're, you're not going to remember it. So by doing it the way we're doing it, by coming back and again and again and regurgitating or going back over stuff, we're trying to build some repetition in there. But if they've got the ability then when they're done with class at 10 o'clock, they can shut the computer off and open up the door and go out on the job site and go, hey, I just saw that. Man, that to me, that's as good as you can get right there. So the blessing of COVID is it's given us a better tool. You bet. You know, it really. I think it really has. It's given us an opportunity to to do that. It's gonna. It's saving a lot of money in travel, and time away. You know, we got people from El Paso or you know wherever, and you know they could take a day to get here and a day home. I mean, you know, and do a, do a course. But here they can come in, dial in from the job site, do the course, and then go back to work. You know, and I'm I love to see that come to reality, Jim, because I, I heard one of you. Uh, one of your committee meetings and y'all were discussing this and, and you were interviewing some of those senior inspectors about timing, mm-hmm. how to do this, and, and they were actually saying, well, if we do it like this, we can actually be on the job because we know an inspector's time is so valuable. And he's not just on one job, he's on multiple jobs a lot of times. Yeah, absolutely. And so he's really pressed. So you're exactly right. What a great concept to where he can have training Keep it fresh in his mind, even while he's on on the job there, on the job yeah, site. I don't think you can get any better than that. And I, we I wouldn't have been able to do that if we did it the other way. I agree. So, uh, you know, I, you know, eventually I, I would like to offer it at some point to come back in if people want to come in and sit oh, you bet. and go through that. And I think, you know, there's value in that interaction. I know when we worked with uh, John Epps in the Seal Coat Workshops last yeah. year, huh. there was a lot of interaction. We, we developed interactive interact activities where they were actually working on emulsions and working on aggregate identification and, and traffic work zone traffic control plans where they're actually moving cones and barrels around um, and, that's, and that's I mean you, you you get it when you do that sort of stuff um, you, you know Jim that's that's a great I'm, I'm glad you brought the seal coat training programs up or seal coat education programs because they were so successful mm-hmm. and they were face to face and we will never lose sight of that concept right i mean that that's something we will continue to do i mean you, you, the way you were describing it it was so accurate is that we had all this equipment in there people were around the equipment yep. they were sharing information uh, exchanging ideas about it when they had the cones or they're in the aggregates or the or the liquid lab liquid mm-hmm. asphalt lab it, it was amazing what was going on there so uh, yeah. yeah you know we just have another tool, thank goodness now, because of COVID, we have this new uh, digital and electronic version of the program. Yep. But still, we're going to be able to offer one day, you know, things are going to get a lot better, and we're going to be able to do it face-to-face. Absolutely. So you bet. Can't, can't wait for that. You, you know, one thing, Jim, I, I just want everybody to understand is that I'm not sure we really realize the magnitude of our of our industry in in Texas. I mean, 20 million tons of hop mix. Just going through TxDOT's site manager system, that's a record. That's never been done before in in the history. So it it just proves out what you were saying earlier is why we need these programs. That takes a lot of people. 
Oh, that, absolutely. You know, not only people, educated people, but it takes processes. We have to understand those processes to go through. Mm-hmm. And we get so busy doing our jobs, we don't have time to train each other or to educate each other on that. So that that's why this is so valuable, is that we have so many new inspectors coming on. I mean, 20 million tons takes a lot of inspection. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, I, I go back, I, when, when, I, when Chuck said that the other day, I was like, 20 million tons? That was one of the peak years ever in Florida, and that included everything, not just, not just DOT work. That was public, private, everything. And this is just DOT work. So I can't, you know, ah, gee, Wally, you know, uh, that's a lot of asphalt. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, I, I go back and I, I want to make sure that when we're laying those 20 million tons or whatever we're going to lay in, in this year in 2021, that we focus on every ton. Um, it's not a matter of quantity. It's a matter of quality. And it doesn't matter if we build a whole lot of pavements that fall apart. Does the industry no good, and, and does the does the taxpayers no good? We need to make sure those twenty million tons are done, done right. They meet specs, and from my perspective, I want them to get above the spec. I want that. I don't. I want contractors to set a minimum that their spec is higher than the DOT spec. And Jim, that's going to take more education, and that's what the that's what the thought process is is going forward. We're not yeah. just going to, to to be comfortable with just getting our inspectors trained. Oh, no. Now no. it's on to the next phase. Yeah. So so what are what are the other phases you're looking at? What educational programs are you looking looking? Well, at? The, the, I think the, the longest program is probably going to be the engineers program, and so that'll be aimed probably at at kind of your your AE assistant AE area engineer level and up. Uh, and that's going to cover a lot more stuff and a lot more detail. Obviously, inspectors are trying to, they need to know enough about the products, choosing the right products, making sure the right products are being used, and a little bit about why, and which is one of the things we're trying to do. The engineers need to know a lot more about the why and a lot more of the details of materials and processes and mixed designs and pavement designs and all the other and forensics and, and, and pavement management and all that other kind of stuff in addition to the stuff we cover here, but at a different level. And so that's, that's going to be our plan is to get that course done this summer uh, and, and get that up and running in the fall with the inspector courses as well. And then uh, we also need just just general education for for the plant and the roadway folks for the contractors and i you know we're you know those would tend to be shorter duration things um we're still trying to figure out maybe the best way of delivering that material but you know if i could deliver it to a, a plant operator in the tower while he's running his plant um you know versus having to drag him away and bring him in in a room i could see some advantage there if i could deliver it to a foreman out on the roadway, um, and they could watch it before they went, before they started their shift, and then they could say, then I could come back the next day. So, okay, what did you do different? Man, that's that's powerful. You know, Jim, what's exciting about that? You just kind of reached the tip of the iceberg last year because you yeah. had a couple of educational series. You had yeah. one for, for the production guys yep. that were at the plant. You had one for placement, the guys out in the field. And that was one of our most successful programs last year was that educational program. So you're just going to do a little deeper dive uh, in, into those programs yeah. with that kind of training program. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, I, and I, that, that's exactly right. We're, we'll be able to spend some time going a little bit deeper. I mean, it's kind of like a, you know, a lot of people use the analogy of an onion. 
Mm-hmm. Um, asphalt is a really big onion. I mean, you can spend a lot of time on the surface, but there's lots of layers. It smells a lot better. It though. smells a lot better. <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Um, it doesn't make your eyes water. Um, but uh, there's a lot of layers we can go into, and I think we tried to do that last year. Again, COVID gave us the opportunity to do stuff yep. online. Yeah. And which we wouldn't have had an opportunity to do before. So we were able to reach audiences that we never were able to reach with programs that were that we that are were good solid technical programs. We talked about optimization uh, for mixed plant and roadway. We talked about troubleshooting for mixed plant roadway. We did a lot of programs, uh, various programs in the Tech Apple Live series last year that had to deal with technical information. Tried in getting that information out. Um, again, to people in places that we didn't. And then fortunately, um, you guys hired this, this little whiz-bang um, of a young lady who was able to take everything and put it up on YouTube and develop our YouTube channel. And just to let everybody know, today is Jenna Nyberg's first day on the board. So we are, <laughs> she doesn't have a mic, but uh, she's over there. Hello, doing, hello, doing, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> doing the whoop whoop. Um, so, I mean, we're, I mean, and honestly, I mean, it, I'm just so excited and I'm, I'm not blowing smoke in anybody, but I just, this is really cool to work with a team. To be able to, to tap into people's um, un, unknown properties, you, you know. Did you know you'd be running a board? You know, <laughs> uh, she's shaking her head no. Uh, and you know, at some point, she's gonna I'm gonna have her running the video stuff. You, you know, and so, but I mean, she has demonstrated the initiative. These are the, Jenna's the kind of people we need in this business. In our industry. Period. In our industry, you yes. got that right. We need people that are interested, that are caring. And that want to learn, right? And if you want to learn, and you and you show up for work, we got a place for you in this business, no in this industry. And uh, so that's awesome, you know. And and Emily's been a, a great asset of kind of pushing the rope and and challenging us to do things differently, to kind of getting out of our comfort zones because she looks at life differently from a marketing perspective. I'm not a marketing person. I've got a degree in engineering. And so I look at life differently, and sometimes we butt, he- butt heads a little bit because we just we don't think the same way. I thought that was just called you had a big head. Oh, I do have a big head. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. And a big mustache to go with the big head. <laughs> uh, but I, I grew the mustache to make my head not to look so big, so I don't know if it's working I thought it not. was just full of knowledge, though. So that's it's full you... of something. <laughs> Give him a wide berth. <laughs> good one. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I detract. You know, one thing I wanted to point out real quick when you when you talk about team, I, I just want to reiterate the fact that we have a great team, a dynamic team at Texapa, and you know that affords us to have all these services and opportunities. And I just mm-hmm. want to mention one because they're they're so helpful and they're so good, and that's our partners and quality meetings. Yeah. Oh my goodness, everybody participates. We we all have a have a part in partners and quality, but Chuck Fuller has done an exceptional job. Absolutely. Uh, when we were able to do them face to face, now he's adapted just like you were talking about because of uh, other situations, COVID, and now we're doing those all online. Uh, he just recently had the Tyler PIQ mm-hmm. meeting. Uh, had over forty five connections there. I think it was close to fifty, maybe. Uh, good discussions going back and. Forth. Forth and uh, uh, 
lots of good information was shared, and now I see there's follow-up coming behind that. Yeah. So uh, I just wanted to say uh, thank you to everyone uh, making the PIQs just another segment of that successful teamwork. So uh, thanks to everybody, and thanks for having a great team around here, I tell you. We're very yeah. fortunate to have that. Yeah, absolutely. Got some great folks around here, even Corey. Uh, well, you can you can say that. I can't say that. So, uh, Why not? Because we're on a podcast. You say it. In a- <laughs> I, I can't let him hear me say that in public. Don't, don't let sure. being on the podcast. Yeah, yeah no, I can't. No, I can't say anything good about Corey. Yeah, not in public. Yeah. <laughs> and Corey just uh, brought one of the new gentlemen over this morning. Um, yes, he just um, uh, has uh, has a new hire for. Yeah. Uh, Another instructor, yeah, and uh, uh, adding to his team, course, Corey has had. Uh, you talking about adapting? Yeah, Holy we got we got to have Corey in on one of these podcasts yeah. talk about everything that's going on with with HMAC because it's they've had a crazy year. Oh, Corey and his team have just gone off the chart. Yeah, in innovation, ideas, and adapting. Uh, absolutely, they they deserve all the kudos they can get because they've done a super super job. Good deal. Yeah, the speed with which we have adapted would make would make most organizations head spin. I think we did an, an A plus job, and you're absolutely right. It is the team, the the things that we are called to do. I think a lot of them were things that we wanted to do, but life comes at you so fast, and we've always been very ambitious and taken on projects. And mm-hmm. COVID kind of slammed on our brakes and made us go, okay, we wanted to to do these different things, and now we it's not that we just want to do them; we have to. Yeah, you know, we, had put, we had to slam on the brakes, put it in four-wheel drive, and, and get her gone. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and what's so great about that is our leadership. I mean, right. our board of directors, yeah. you might be engaged. Oh, my goodness. They are the ones who said, okay, we got to do this now. Let's mm-hmm. look at this segment. Let's do, you know, give this idea a, a run. So uh, you're exactly right. But it's because of our leadership being so dynamic, being on that cutting edge, looking at the future, see what will work, and then – taking those risks mm-hmm. to go do it. So. Yeah. Well, I don't think the Expector education program is looking like a risk at the moment. We sold out the first class. Yeah. And not only did we sell it out, but we filled up an entire wait list worth of another class. Yeah, and we uh, are halfway through the March. Phil, we've got about 11 or 12 so far in the March class. Got five last night from one district. Um, so we're, I think we're 11 or 12 in March. We still got the uh, rest of March, April, and May is uh, is open. And uh, our plan right now is to take the summer off and let people work there and see if we can get 21 million tons down this year. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just to call out to, to any of the, the DOT folks that might be listening to this is, you know, if if we'll, we'll do what we need to do. If you guys need another course, we'll do it. Um, you know, and then we, again, you know, by that time we'll hopefully have it pretty firm, but I, you know, I envision every one of these courses making small changes. I'm not for one for putting something in a can and not trying to continuously improve. Every one of these is going to be a a little bit better. I think this one's good. The next one's going to be better. And we're just going to keep, keep pressing on and keep learning. And, and as I get out the summer, adding more, you know, local photos and that kind of stuff and adding more experiences in there, uh, it's going to be good. Uh, it's good now. It's going to be better. So uh, looking forward to it. Um, 
it's exciting for me too because I know that's the way we're approaching this program is that hey live and learn you know and so yeah. when there's when there's something that comes up that can make that program better I know you're going to introduce that to the program and what we've talked about is a dynamic program it's on the move it's mm-hmm. always open to change and and for continuous improvement so uh, yep. it's going to be outstanding we're excited for sure well, that's exactly the way we're going to run this podcast as well. <laughs> wow. We're going to have a dynamic podcast. It's open to change and improvement as we go along. I think this has been a wonderful conversation. We've covered a lot of things. I think it's going to give our listeners a lot to think about and hopefully contact us and ask about. Uh, we do have the March, April, and May classes available online now. Just go to texasasphalt.org if you want to sign up for those inspector education courses. And... Uh, If that's uh, all you guys got, that's all I got. I'm going to sign off. You know, I want to throw in one more little safety tidbit, and uh, we always have safety shares. So I just want to throw in, in the streak, you're probably in your automobile riding down the road. That's a great idea. You you know, that just kind of applies some of those principles of making sure your seatbelt is is, uh, fastened and uh, make sure you're watching your speed, that you're you're in a safe uh, speed. Uh, Make sure that uh, you're looking at traffic down the road, paying attention that you're not distracted by by a phone or any other. Don't be uh, texting. Yeah, I don't want to be doing that. Your Big Mac. So, uh, I know TxDOT is doing such a great job of trying to end the streak. Uh, November of 2000 was the last time uh, we had a, uh, a uh, deathless day, and so mm-hmm. we were trying to do that. So, uh, hey, let's just try and remember some of those ideas and keep sharing that with our family and friends out there. Too. Really, really good points, Harold. You bet. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Lots of fun. Lots of fun today. Lots of fun today. Thanks, Emily. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll be coming at you again here in maybe a month or so uh, with another episode. So Very good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Asphalt Pavement Association podcast the official podcast from the only association in Texas representing the fine men and women of the Texas asphalt pavement industry. You can find us online at texasasphalt.org and follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search Texas Asphalt.